720 WGN. If you've listened to the show, you know over the course of the past six or seven months that I have been, I say focused on what is happening in Chicago, trying to draw attention to what is happening. I feel there is a connection with young guys in Chicago leaving bars or venues and then reported missing and then found in a body of water. And it started because I saw a text from a person that works at another radio station on the Fred show. And she was sending out a warning to people her age saying, Hey, beware. There's a serial killer in Chicago. Guys, beware, buddy up and something along those lines. And I thought, Oh my gosh, that, that, Cross my mind. I, I didn't think other people were thinking it as well. And now we've seen it happen again, this time with Noah Enos, who left the salt shed after a concert a week ago Monday. Somebody sent me a text today and said, Lisa, keep the story about Noah on the spotlight. You have the connections. He was part of our extended family. Noah was quiet and shy. He had a family holiday dinner with him recently. I agree that this is foul play. He was too young to be taken from us. Love your show. That's from Jan and Lyle. We're trying to talk to other people who might have some idea of what is happening and maybe see if there is a connection. And we are reaching out to Tracy Walder. Tracy is a former CIA officer and FBI special agent. Karen Conti said, reach out to Tracy because, Tracy, you believe that these are connected as well. I do. And, and thank you so much for the attention that you're bringing to this case. I just I feel that there are a few too many coincidences here. And also, you know, I live in Texas and we actually recently had a very similar situation in Lady Bird Lake where males matching the exact same demographic um, as those in Chicago have all been pulled out of the lake in very quick, uh, you know, consecutive order of each other. And so, to me, you know, when you have this many coincidences, there's something bigger going on. And we have someone in Chicago. Uh, his credentials were pretty strong, and he sent me a whole piece on how many drowning victims are males of this age. Mm-hmm. But what sets this apart is nobody identified them as suicidal. I don't think that they would throw themselves in the river with the hopes of, you know, drowning without... I mean, it, it just seems like naturally you're going to go into saving yourself or trying to get to shore there's just so many questions that haven't been answered so as a former cia and fbi agent what do you think is happening is there a serial killer in chicago in in short yes i i believe that there is and and part of me wonders if this is also a person who's moving around or if there is some kind of a network because we're seeing this pop up in a lot of metropolitan city areas around their water thoroughfares and that's concerning to me I think just as you mentioned before, suicide by drowning is actually exceptionally rare. Typically, it's in conjunction with something else like a drug overdose or, you know, self-harm, something like that. So it's exceptionally rare. Also, you know, this waterways have existed for a long time. These bars have existed for a long time. And we haven't seen a cluster like this. Um, really kind of coming together in such a short period of time. And so I do believe um, that this is the work of a serial killer. So, Tracy, then, uh, if that's the case, how is it that you see these murders taking place? Because 
I mean, uh, are they? Uh, are you uh, assuming or presuming that the men are being killed elsewhere and dumped into the water? And if that's the case, why isn't it turned up in uh, the testing once they're found? Right, that's an excellent question, and that's actually something I haven't been able to get my hands on in the research that I've done. I would be very interested to know how long these individuals were in the water for before they were found. In the case in Austin, one was missing for a week and was only in the water for 48 hours. So clearly that person was killed elsewhere and then dumped in bodies of water. And that is actually an excellent way to dispose of a body because it wipes away really a lot of the forensic evidence. So I believe that they are most likely being killed elsewhere and then being disposed of in the river. And what I find strange is that this is done outside of the camera lens. I feel like we're under surveillance Mm -hmm. everywhere we go in Chicago. Somehow, these guys always walk past the cameras. We see them leaving, but Mm -hmm. we never see what happens to them next. You are absolutely right, because in a lot of very high-profile murder case cases lately, we really have seen that, you know, that digital camera, for, you know, evidence has been really the undoing of a lot of people. And in this case, it's not. And so that, that also tells me that it's someone who's probably familiar with this area and who knows where, I guess, what we would call those camera blind spots are, because you're absolutely right. We're seeing a lot of them exiting the bars, and then after that, we are not seeing them again. And the reality is, is cameras aren't omniscient. They're not everywhere, and there are blind spots. And this indicates to me that this person is probably familiar with where some of those are. We find that many of these people have parents who live outside of the city in a couple instances in another state. I know Karen Conti had led Noah's dad to someone who could tell him what needs to be done for an autopsy to determine if it was murder and not accidental. What else would you say to parents who might hear this in the form of a podcast when it comes to finding out what really happened to their sons? My heart breaks for them. I'm a parent myself, and I can't even imagine um, what they're going through. And I think if they have any lingering questions, the best thing to do is, first of all, get all of the public reports, obviously the public autopsy reports, any of the public police reports that are you know out there and that you're able to obtain. But I think the second thing to do, if they have the resources to do that, there's also financial help to do this, is to hire outside investigators or you know private investigative firms um, that can come in and provide a look really outside of the local police department. And I think that that's really important as well. You also can get an independent autopsy. Um, I also think, too, getting a digital dissection um, of someone's phone records is also important because I would be interested to know what that digital footprint of their phone records was. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you'll come back when we have more to talk about. Of course. Thank you for having me. Not that I want it to happen again, but boy, it seems to happen too often in the city. That is uh, someone who used to work as an FBI agent, a CIA officer, Tracy Walder. Steve's got your news next on 720 WGN from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. And then after the sports click, we'll talk with Stephen Enos. That is Noah's dad. There's a candlelight vigil for his son on Friday. Chicago. 